we're back. It'll take more than two treacherous transgressors to taint the track record of the St. Cunard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Mike Russo and... And Sam Lum, and boy, am I happy to be back. Yeah, we apologize for taking another two weeks off, guys. Um, we had mentioned Stan's computer trouble in the last episode. And what did happen to your computer, Stan? Literally the day after we recorded the last episode, my mom's crappy laptop, which got me through two days, died on me. Oh, so that was it. So we were not able to record, and and then he did get it back, but then the holidays came around, and it was just like, yeah, we, we got a couple of weeks off for this. But um, we're back. We're back. Um, we're going to talk about one more comic. I know at the end of the last episode, I did mention doing Double O Duck um, from the original DuckTales, but um, we're kind of wanting to ease back in after that two-week break. So we're just going to do a short comic today, and next week you get might get some uh, DuckTales goodness from us. How does that sound, Stan? That sounds A-OK in my book. Fantastic. Um, How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty good. I had my traditional feast of uh, DiGiorno stuffed crust pizza and pumpkin pie. Well, you can't go wrong with pizza, especially if it's stuffed crust. Pie is yeah. good, too. Of course, I can't convince my mom to switch to pizza for holidays. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, uh, did you watch the parade? Uh, no. No, you didn't? Okay. Well, not everybody does. I get it. My daughter, my, this was the year, like, Helena really was, like, asking about it. She was so excited for it. She loved Santa coming at the very end of it. So that's, you know, I had a nice Thanksgiving uh, work has been busy. It's finally about to uh, lighten up a bit. Another reason why I didn't want to do an episode of DuckTales just yet. I've just been so busy. Uh, but I think December might be a little bit of a lighter month for me. Let's knock on wood. Um, before we get into the comic, though, we have a couple of things to talk about. Um, yep. Let's get the sad news out of the way first. Um, as some of you probably already know, it's been, what has it been, a couple of weeks now? Maybe a week and a half? Um, since literally the the same night we recorded, like after we recorded, was when the news broke. Oh, so that was a couple of weeks ago. All right. Um, Susan Tolsky passed away. Uh, she was the voice of Binky Muddlefoot. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's a shame we never got to talk to her, or get her on the show, or anything like that. But um, you know, rest in peace to Susan Tolsky. Um, you know, it's kind of sad to see slowly but surely uh, the, the, you know, the voice actors are starting to go. But yeah. it, it has been 30 years since Darkwing aired. So that's three decades, man. These people were in their 40s or 50s when they recorded the show. So, you know, it's it's the sad inevitability of life, isn't it? Honestly, the month of November was bad for celebrities in general, though. I feel like 2022 is bad for celebrities in general. Well, yeah, but just in November, we've lost Kevin Conroy. We lost Susan Tolsky. We lost Gallagher. We lost Jason David Frank. We also lost um, uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. So we lost a, a bunch of people. I feel like the year started off really badly when Betty White died, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot, especially a lot of, like, 90s kids um, favorites are going. Like, 
it used to be like people we loved in the 70s and 80s, but now the 90s are starting to go too. Yeah. I mean, um, when do we lose Jack Angel? That was last year, right? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. And now Susan Tolsky this year. So, yeah, we, we, like most of the names associated with the Disney afternoon shows are all just, uh, yeah, it's just a shame. You know what? If you get a chance to meet these guys while they're still at conventions, you really ought to do it because you just never know, right? Yeah. Um, That's one thing I'll I'll forever treasure, the fact that I did get to meet Jason David Frank. Yeah, at least you did. I feel the same way about um, Haru Nakajima, who played the original Godzilla. I met him a couple of times, and I'm very thankful I got to do that before he passed away. Um, Okay, so moving on. Um, you finally got your copy of Dark Horse's Art of DuckTales. Oh, yes. That's a, this is a really good book. And it, honestly, it, I highly recommend the deluxe edition. Like, honestly, if you're going to splurge on something, splurge on that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the extra stuff. I've only managed to read the hardcover main book, but it is a treasure trove of information. I'll be honest with you, the soft cover woodchuck guide has actually got more info. It's literally an episode guide. That's all it really is. Yeah. And what's in the hardcover book is like 10 to 15 percent of the text that's in the woodchuck book. Yeah. Like whatever you're reading in the hardcover are just excerpts there's from also, the soft cover. There's also artwork in the soft cover that's not in the hardcover. Yeah, I mean, the hardcover has more artwork and, like, character drawings and stuff. The soft cover is more text. But that's where the real meat of this book actually is, of the set, is in the soft cover. So, plus, honestly, you're getting your money's worth buying the deluxe edition. Plus, you get that fancy dime. You know, honestly, isn't it cool to have a replica of Scrooge's number one dime that's actually authentic? Yes, it is. That is really cool. I'm going to have to take it out of the book sooner or later because it's kind of in the way when I read it. I um, already took mine out of the book. My hope is I want to get one of those little cases like Scrooge had his in to display mine. Dark Horse is losing money by not making that and selling it. <laughs> like, hey, you want to do something with this dime we sold you? Well, why don't you buy this? Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. But you could probably find something like that online anyway. Yeah, like, honestly, if I could find, like, the the thing that the Beast kept his rose in and maybe put, like, a little velvety pillow in that, I think that would work pretty well. Yeah, you'd need something to help the dime stand up, though. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part of the book, um, the softcover one, at least, I don't know if it's printed in the hardcover part, it's in the Beware the Buddy system write-up where Frank is talking about writing the script for that episode. And he says he stopped himself and got emotional the first time he wrote Blathering Blatherskite. He couldn't believe he actually wrote it. That and is then, not in the hardcover. That is not in the hardcover? Oh, oh. Okay. Then he wrote that the first time he wrote Let's Get Dangerous – he got to get up, step away from his computer. He went into the bedroom and started weeping because he couldn't believe he wrote that. And his wife had to check on him to make sure he was okay. Dude, this man is a huge Darkwing fan. I think he's bigger than we are. 
Like, like I'm pretty sure in the hardcover, at least. I, I imagine it's in the softcover, but they mentioned that at Frank's funeral, they'll play that episode. Yes, he did mention that. I, I love reading one of their favorite moments in the entire series is um, uh, Glomgold coming into the funeral, dancing to All I Do Is Win. <laughs> Which is really one of the funniest moments in the entire series. And of course, you know what this 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 book made me do? I marathoned the show again for the first time in like a year and a half. Nice. I actually hadn't gone back to it since it ended. So I just watched uh, Duck Knight Returns today. So maybe about halfway through the show. Um, it still holds up. Yeah. I got burnt down on it, like, after it ended, because I had watched it a lot, and I was like, I think I'm over DuckTales for now. But now, I, now it's it's still a good show. It really does hold up. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not just the Darkwing stuff. There's a lot in that show that was great. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one of those shows I hope they do put it on physical media, because I'd like to have my own copy of it on my shelf. A full box set of all of it would be nice, but I don't I don't know at this point. They've done it before. They did it with Gravity Falls. That's true. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, for now, it's all on Disney Plus, and we have this really awesome book to celebrate it at least. Um, okay, and finally, uh, we've seen covers for issue two of Dynamite's Darkwing Duck. I'm still feeling super ambivalent, if not kind of pessimistic about the whole thing. Um, How about you? Yeah, I'm still not quite sold on the covers yet. Like, I think the best covers for issue two looks like the one where Darkwing's buried in ducks. I don't like that cover. It's better than some of the other ones. Like, the best cover, though, I think, is the one with the with Quacker Jack holding Banana Brain, even though Banana Brain doesn't look quite right. Banana Brain is drawn terribly. Will actually messaged me, showing me a picture of the cover, and he said even though he's happy that Quacker Jack's on it, he hates how it was drawn. Uh, Ah. Speaking of the uh, covers real quick, for anybody trying to find the uh, 1 in 10 cover with Megavolt fighting Darkwing, you might want to go to the Pink La Mode uh, website because they're selling that there. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I think it's like nine bucks and shipping's like seven. So it comes out to be like 18 bucks overall. But yeah, I'm I good. don't get it much cheaper than that, especially when it comes out and everybody wants it. Yeah, even though I'm good. It's just I don't mind buying one issue at retail price. I don't I don't really know if this is going to wow me very much to really justify spending the money. I mean, I would like to be proved wrong. Yeah. Um, my issue with the the rubber duck cover is somebody said it on Facebook. It looks like some people who draw Darkwing seem to think he's Howard the Duck, um, right. with the super detailed duck feet and the duck beak and like the the very detailed like hands. Like he does in some of these covers look like Howard the Duck, and yeah. that's not how. I mean, the concept of him being buried in rubber ducks obviously Quacker Jack really figures in to issue two. He must which is cool, but, like, the covers just aren't selling me. I don't know. I feel like we're repeating ourselves from the last issue where I pretty much said it looks like glorified fan art. But uh, I miss Aaron Sparrow and James Silvani. It just, it, it's just hard to escape their influence. 
true. Uh, the lounge fly stuff also got uh, released recently, I think. Lounge fly is just going crazy, man, with the Disney license. I will say I did order my Darkwing tumbler. You did? Okay. I'm happy with the uh, the metal tumbler from Shop Disney. That's got like, I don't, I lost count of how many Disney Afternoon characters are on it. It's such a nice. Nice metal, well-made tumbler that anything else to me seems like a come down. And it's got that the same clip art on it. Yeah. Like they the same clip art. They do gotta get new art. I do agree with that. Like normally I feel like Darkwing fans are pretty like accepting of everything, but we're finally seeing them start to complain about the clip art. Like usually they're like, all right, here's something cool, but now it's like really this image again? Like, even people who are pretty accepting are starting to point it out. And I think Disney really needs to, like, retire that and do something new. Yeah. I mean, to the credit of the Metal Tumblr, I think most of the characters on it are newly drawn. They, or at they least, are. because they all, they go together. It all, it's, the aesthetic is perfect. They're, they're all drawn really well. They all look like they all belong on the same piece of merchandise. I mean, it's also got like Gizmo Duck on it, and Honker, and a bunch of the gummy bears. It it it's a really cool looking piece. I'm never gonna drink out of it. It's a display piece only, but that's the kind of merchandise I want to see because it's classy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the merchandise I see is going for the hey '90s kids, look how colorful this is kind of look, and I I, I would rather see something a bit more subtle. Like, there's a lot of cool Disney products with, like, Mickey and the other characters on it that are, like, very classy. Like, you want to wear them. Like, the Disney Afternoon stuff is very loud and very generic. Like, Disney, like, feel I feel like with the merchandise, they don't care much about the license. It's just, like, whatever loud colors and reused clip art they can use, that's what they'll give Loungefly. I would would buy some of the, the Disney Afternoon stuff if it was a bit more casual. And I could actually use it. Honestly, I do plan to drink out of my Darkwing tumbler because I do think it is perfect to actually be used as it's intended. Yeah. The one thing that scares me like that is with those plastic tumblers, you drop them once and they're done. Yeah. Uh, and I know that from experience. Metal is always the way to go. But I feel like the metal tumbler would not hold up to being washed. The characters on it would probably oh, rub right off. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. But it, if you dropped it, it probably would survive, unlike those plastic ones. Um, but, you know, it's cool that Loungefly is getting a bunch of stuff out there. At least there are things for people to buy. The comics are coming. We just haven't heard anything about the reboot. Yeah. I wonder when. Uh, whenever Disney feels like getting around to it, I guess. I've been hearing rumors about it for at least as long as this podcast has existed. It's just, it's crazy to me that like it's almost 2023 and we don't know really much of anything. Like sooner or later, right? I thought maybe on like Disney plus day, we'd hear something, but that came and went. Yeah. I thought maybe they would write up right on the uh, hype from the rescue ranger movie and we'd hear something, but that didn't happen either. And that was last March or may was it? 
Yeah, you never know with them, though. I mean, just today they released the trailers for both the new Indiana Jones and the third Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they're desperate to get you into the theater again when since Strange World bombed. Ooh, yeah. ooh that, that bombed really badly. I, I thought did. it looked neat from the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. But I don't know anybody who saw the trailer and said they had to see it. Like, we we saw it where, like, not, not the movie, but the trailer. We were just like, eh. And I'll tell you what we are going to go see is the Super Mario movie. Yeah, that's looking better and better. Still not completely sold on Chris Pratt as voicing Mario, but everything I don't else... Even, I don't even care because it looks so good. Yeah. Like, at the very end when everyone's riding on their carts, and, like, it's just like, yes, this is my childhood right there. Yeah. It's like, a like, visual for the eyes. Like, even, like, older than Darkwing or Godzilla, like, Mario, I go so far back with him, I was playing Donkey Kong on ColecoVision. <laughs> That's how far back I go with this character. Like, he's one of my childhood characters. So, like, so many years later to, like, have this movie coming out, like, I just hope it's good. I don't have a, I don't love Illumination stuff, but with Nintendo being a big part of the, the, the production of this film, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. It'll probably make a lot of money. Probably will. Well, let's get into today's comic. Um, so, Stan, tell us what we are talking about today. So we are talking about the Darkwing Duck comic Goslin Alone, which was in the January 1996 issue of Disney Adventures. Man, that's got to be one of the last ones, right? Uh, it's one of the last ones, but I don't think it's the last one. Doesn't feel like a later Darkwing comic. It's got a lot of the tropes of the early stuff, to be honest. But yeah, it's not as bad as some of the some of the ones we have reviewed or you and Will have reviewed. But yeah, yeah, this is one of the reasons why I can't wait to get to like episodes of TV again because these comics are starting to like. Eh, they're not great. <laughs> but yeah. you know, this one's interesting at the very least. Yeah, even if the ending kind of falls flat. Um, Who are our illustrator and writer, Stan? So it was written by Bruce Morris, which he only has two comics to his name, this Darkwing Duck one and the Weird Al Yankovic Captain E-I-E-I-O comic from Disney Adventures. That's kind of funny how this comic actually references Weird Al. We'll get to that. Um, yep. Who drew it? Because I actually kind of like the art. Our artist is uh, Keith Wilson. And he has done one other comic, which is also a Darkwing one, called Terror of Tiny Thieves. Oh, I never heard of that one. When, when did that, uh, was it a Disney Adventures? Yeah in 95 okay i think his art is pretty good it's nothing exceptional but it's on model yeah i mean darkwing the, the darkwing duck characters are on model but like a lot of like the secondary characters are just kind of weird but yeah anyway um did we say what it was called uh yes goslin oh. lone Oh, geez, I wonder what they're parodying here. Um, <laughs> that should become pretty obvious quickly. Um, yeah. So, Stan, how does Goslin Alone start? So it starts with narration that I can't tell if it's supposed to be Darkwing, Launchpad, or just some random narrator. 
Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not really clear. Yeah, but anyway, Darkwing is trying to break into this building and ask Launchpad to hand him a crowbar, even though the front door is wide open. They could just walk right in. Can you picture Darkwing on the show trying to break into a building with a crowbar? I, I, yes, I, I could picture this happening. Dark, Darkwing being oblivious to the fact the door is open. I mean, remember he didn't notice the enormous flag. True. At the same time, I know he'll burst through windows and stuff, but like using a crowbar to break into the window, that's like criminal activity right there. If a police officer yeah, shows up, if a police officer was to turn the corner, he'd have every right to arrest him. Yeah. Also, what's with that face, Launchpad? I don't like that face. Maybe Launchpad even knows it's stupid. <laughs> and then when Darkwing, he doesn't he doesn't open the window. He actually ends up smashing it. And when he falls through the window, he says, Wee! And I'm already, like, saying, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Especially when, I guess, the this the... I don't know if it was the artist or the writer decided that the villains in this one had to be from Foul, but they had to be brand new characters. So we don't get Eggmen. We get like these guys in chicken hoods with the chicken rubber feet. chicken gang. Is that what they're called? That's what I'm going to call them. But like, why, why aren't they Eggmen? I don't know. So like they crash into this printing, um, I guess the printing, I guess the printing factory is a big printing press here. A newspaper uh, factory because those look like newspapers in the roller things. Right, right, right. So what's going on here? So apparently these guys are apparently Darkwing LP are there to find a deep cover courier called Stool Pigeon and retrieve a package of foul secrets right right um apparently they find the guy but he's been what has he been flattened in a newspaper yeah he's been put into the early edition and he's basically a part of the page you know flattened with a headline that says help no please don't splat is he dead i would assume so this reminds me of like in like blunt where the shush agents were actually being murdered but yeah. that was 1991. This is 1996. I'm surprised it's so grisly. Yeah. Um, so the villain shows up. Launchpad finds um, a satchel or a backpack on the ground. Yep. And then the villain shows up. His name is what? Razor Quill? Yes. And yeah, he looks like the rest of the bad guys. He's got a green hood on with a, a rooster comb and... He looks a bit, he's got like foul Eggman colors on him. Like, I don't know why it's just not Steelbeak. Yeah. Like, why, why do all these guys need to create their own villains? That being said, I'm kind of happy it wasn't Steelbeak, considering how uh, the story plays out. I would have been kind of embarrassed if it had been Steelbeak. Maybe. So Darkwing grabs the gas gun and goes to fire it um, with a, what is it, a gumbo ray? I don't know what well, that's supposed to be. That, the bad guy had covered Darkwing's eyes and we get that uh, Weird Al reference. Oh, talking. yeah, the bad guy covers it. He says, guess who? And Darkwing goes, Madonna? Weird Al Yankovic? Bonkers? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how the first two are like real-world people 
and the third one is like nobody's favorite Disney character. Yeah. Except, my, <laughs> except mine. I like, you know, I like bonkers. Oh, I liked um, him as a kid. I haven't seen any in you my You need book. to like revisit it one day and like report back to me, man. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Darkwing tries to fire the gumbo ray, but instead a elephant pops out. And he says, yeah. no, I said gumbo, not jumbo. I guess the joke could have been Dumbo, too, but... Yeah, I was going to say it would have made more sense if they tried to call him Dumbo. So Launchpad grabs a container of ink, squirts the bad guys, they jump in the rat catcher, and they leave. And Darkwing's complaining that his cape is full of ink. Yep. And Dark Launchpad goes, I'm so sorry, DW, I forgot... Um, where was my mind? I'm so ashamed. And then Darkwing goes, you should be. I find that's a little harsh. Well, that's par for the course with these comics. Darkwing's always too harsh to LP. Also in the Golden Books. Like, in both Golden Books, he, like, fires Launchpad. Yeah. Like, he's really mean to him in these comics and in the books. If he treated them this way on the show, no one would like Darkwing. Like, how dare you talk to Launchpad that way? Yeah. Launchpad's like, oh, oh, hey, hi, I'm Launchpad. I'm everybody's friend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so we're at the Mallard house. Darkwing is cleaning his uh, his cape, or Drake, I should say. He's not wearing his costume. Right. And then Goslin shows up. What happens now? Well, apparently she needs to head to, you know, hurry up to school, though. I get the feeling that it seems like, they're saying that she's going to be late for school, but then later they say something that makes me think that she was heading there for lunchtime? Ah, uh, okay, who knows? We'll, we'll try to figure that one out when we get there. Yeah. So, Goslin grabs the wrong backpack. It's the exact same color and shape as the other one, except it's got no, like... What is it? She go. What does she do? She puts her backpack on the table... And then Darkwing picks hers up instead of the one he's supposed to be grabbing, right? Right. So Darkwing and... Okay, this this drives me crazy. Since when do Darkwing and Launchpad drive the rat catcher out of the garage of the house? Have they yep. ever done something that stupid and careless with their secret identity? Only in another comic book. Like, they're supposed to get in the easy chairs and head to the, head to the uh, hideout that way. He's yeah. never stored the rat catcher at home. Nope. Um, I mean, it, I guess there's no other way to make this story work. So if you can't make the story work, you probably shouldn't be writing it in the first place. That's just my less than professional advice. But, you know. I think I, it could have worked if they, you know, took the chairs. Because remember, the backpack that Goslin has has a tracking thing. That's why they follow them there. True. I mean, the bad guys are like, hey, there they go. Should we blast them? So they, they, I guess they have to see them go to make the story work. I don't know. But, yeah. But anyway, here we get to our, you know, the reason why this is called Goslin alone. Because the villains try to, like, come into the house. And then, you know, Goslin realizes she needs to save the day by herself. And this is where I think I got the impression. Goslin's lying here. Trap. Pop and Launchpad get to save the entire free world for lunch. And what do I get? A lousy peanut butter and tuna sandwich. Well, uh, I mean, maybe. But, you know, maybe she's just thinking about lunchtime. Mm -hmm. But peanut butter and tuna is kind of disgusting. Launchpad must have made it. 
<laughs> and God, when Goslin opens the door and the bad guys are there, she says, Dear Diary, exciting isn't all it's cracked up to be. Why would she ever say Dear Diary? Does Goslin strike you as the kind of person who would have a diary? No. Also, she's calling Darkwing Pop again a lot throughout this comic. Yeah. I swear, she must have called him that on the show if all of these writers are making her say that. Possibly, but you never know. I mean, all the writers keep having Darkwing be mean the launch pad. We know that didn't happen all the time on the show. Yeah. So she tries to call the police, but uh, the bad guys have cut the line. They're trying to get into that. I mean, the vehicle they're using looks very much like a foul egg tank. Yeah. So, again, I don't know why these aren't Eggmen, but I don't know. Whatever. They also have that cool uh, chicken copter. You know, I guess what makes these comics interesting is the fact that they are so damn weird. I guess if they weren't so odd, they'd be less interesting. Yeah. Okay, so she drops flower pots on their heads. Yeah. Then she mm. squirts them with a hose attached to the kitchen sink, or is that coming in from the backyard? I can't tell. Uh, looks to be coming in from the backyard. Also, when did she ever say Nido Kino? No, apparently they don't know she says uh, King Gear. Right. Nido Kino. That is really <clears throat> weird. Um, they're trying to come in through the chimney. She lights the chim. She lights the fireplace, blows them out of the chimney. Their butts are on fire. So, yeah, this is Home Alone. Yeah. Goslin does get some good lines, though. Eat geyser, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, that sounds like her. Yeah. Um, you know, read, going through it, this would be a fun episode of the show if they had used a slightly different plot and different villains, like Goslin Home Alone as they try to break into the house. What she does to protect herself would be fun. Yeah. Like, maybe if Honker was there and they were doing it together. I don't think it would have been a full episode, but, like, a sequence in an episode would have been fun of her yeah. protecting the house. I mean, Speaking the villains... The act yeah. What what happens, Stan? Well, they they raise the roof, literally. Yep, they use this chicken copter to tear the roof right off the house. They said, give us the backpack and we'll give you back the roof. Yeah. She says Pops is not going to be happy. Yep. So she says, what That's... would Pops, she says Pops again, what would Pops do in this situation? And we do see Darkwing very quickly. What is going on with Darkwing? So Darkwing is on his way to Shush headquarters and he's, you know, uh, Launchpad is confused why nobody is following them. And then Darkwing says, "You're a me you're a was it you're a measly assistant? I don't expect you to understand the forces of evil." Again, he's insulting him. Yeah. Ah, uh, Darkwing, you're such an ass. Um, so Goslin's in the closet, uh, literally, uh, and the uh, these Eggmen chicken dudes are trying to get her. Uh, she smashes down the door, crushes them, hits them with a broom. She's wearing rollerblades and a helmet on her head. Yeah, but do you notice the mistake here? No, what's the mistake? I'm just not looking close enough, I guess. When she kicks the door down, she's wearing her sneakers, but the very next shot, she has the rollerblades. You know, Goslin actually has superhero costumes. 
why would she need to basically dress like steel wing cluck when she's got <laughs> quiver wing quack and what was the one from dance of the bigfoot uh, uh i do not remember whatever quiver wing quack is the important one yeah like she's got that costume why doesn't she just wear that yeah but then again we're expecting the writers to know more than they probably did yeah uh, so the bad guys run away, and Goslin gets in the egg tank and, like, threatens to blow them up with a cannon. They're begging for mercy. Yeah. And then um, she asks why they want the backpack, and they're like, it's not your backpack. That's the one for our world conquest. And then that's when Goslin realizes Darkwing and Launchpad have it. Yeah. And so what happens next? They've already delivered it to Hooter. Who finds nothing but smelly gym clothes in it. That's Goslin stuff. And the peanut butter and tuna sandwich. Yeah. So God, Darkwing's embarrassed. And then Goslin comes in with the right backpack. Luckily. Yeah. And of course, Hooter, because this is because Hooter is who he is. Thinks it was all a part of Darkwing's plan. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about Hooter's, Hooter's mental state. He actually constantly believes that Darkwing's a lot more competent than he actually is. Also, I can almost forgive Godson calling Darkwing Pops when she's alone or with him, but it's a little weird she'd refer to Darkwing as Pops in front of Hooter. Yeah, well, maybe the writer doesn't know which characters know he's Darkwing Duck. True. But then again, she's calling him Pops right in front of the bad guys, too. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, Hooter says, you amaze me. Darkwing says, I amaze me, too. And Hooter says, you've, uh, preempted Fowl's latest horrible plot to give away the answers to next week's newspaper crossword puzzle. Good God, that's stupid. It is stupid, but a fun little fact about that. The foul secrets are the answers to next week's crossword puzzles, which was the crossword puzzle published in Disney Adventures issue, or uh, volume six, number three, I think. Oh. Basically, it would have been, I think, the next one after this issue, probably. Oh, so that's kind of clever, I guess. I mean, it's pretty dumb for the story, but I guess... For synergy with the magazine, that's kind of cute. Also, one other uh, mistake here. And what's that? So, you may notice that Hooter's the one pulling the uh, the secrets out. But, but it's Darkwing's it, hand. Right. Maybe it's supposed to be Hooter's hand. They just painted it wrong. Well, it is supposed to be Hooter's hand, yeah. yeah. They painted it wrong, for sure. And so the last two panels, they're back in the rat catcher, getting ready to go. Um, he's telling Goslin, I'll take her to school. But she says, no, thanks. I've already got a ride. And so what, Razor Quill is taking her to school? Apparently. Carrying all the other foul rooster guys in a net. Is he flying it or is she flying it? I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't she leave the bad guys with Darkwing? And she says she can still make it to show and tell. And 
Goslin is what nine, ten? Yeah. They don't have show and tell when you're nine or ten. My kid doesn't have show and tell anymore. <laughs> it's just so weird. Goslin is not like a kindergartner, first grader. She's probably like in fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. Show and tell. But she would have said, like, I don't want to miss lunch or something like that. That's like a running gag. Yeah. A strange end to a strange comic. I noticed the website you sent this to me on, which I don't have the I don't have the issue this is in. There's a bunch of hashtags at the end of it. Someone wrote hashtag, it's a quality Christmas flick in the same vein as Die Hard, Gremlins, and Batman Beyond. <laughs> which <laughs> Referring to somebody else asking if anyone's ever seen Home Alone. Yeah. Which obviously, this is what this is, but. Yeah. Man, like six years too late, though, for a reference like that. Yeah, it is a little strange that they waited that long because the first two Home Alones had already come and gone. And those were arguably the best two. And regardless, you think five, five years after Darkwing came out, they wouldn't still be doing the. Uh, Darping is a jerk to launch pad and they're going on f shush missions stories anymore. Yeah. Like that, that's out of like the first year of the show kind of playbook. Now you, you'd think they'd be using the supervillains more, but it's like, this is what the comics were doing like six years ago. Yeah. And it's like new material guys do something different. But yeah, I guess we've seen worse. We've seen worse. We've also seen better though. Yeah. So what do you want to rate this one? Uh, I think I'd give this about a two. That's what I'm giving it. Like, it's not the worst comic I've read. There's there's some good moments. There are times where Goslin's dialogue is spot on. You know, I like the designs of some of the egg stuff. The, the shush uh, stool pigeon getting... Uh, you know, put into the edition of the newspapers, I think a nice darker callback to how Fowl sometimes took care of such agents. But there's so many weird inconsistencies between the show, you know, just some, and the villains are pretty stupid. And the end payoff, although I guess it's clever if you read every Disney Adventures and you'd see next week, oh, that's the same answers to that they were trying to give away. But if you just read the comic on your own without that knowledge, it just comes across as being really, really dumb. I mean, I think this comic is notable because they made up new villains and it's just really weird for that reason. Yeah. I think it would have been a stronger comic if Steelbeak and the Eggman were in it because it would have felt more like the show. Yeah. But I think the the new villains give it some reason to check it out because it's so oddball. Yeah. Um, otherwise, and like I said, yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. What mm. about Razor Quill and his, uh, not Eggman goons? Razor Quill and his gang of rubber chickens? Whatever. They all look the same. Razor Quill wears the same outfit as his henchmen, so you, you kind of can't tell them apart. I think I'm going to give them a one and a half. They're really not very effective villains. They, they've got an interesting-ish design. Some of the tech they're using is kind of cool, but... They're really stupid. But they but they could but they easily could have been Steelbeak and the Eggman. There's nothing to them. It's like the writer was just like, I want to do my own thing. Like I want to create my own villains. And like, okay, then create villains that are interesting. Don't just redo Steelbeak and the Eggman. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, guess it's better than Racer Rabbit. They at least talk. 
true. That is true. They have much more of a personality than him. Yeah, not much. But um, all right, that's this one out of the way. Um, so I'm about done with talking about these Disney afternoon comics. I'm sure we'll get back to more of them. But oh, I yeah. really would love it if next episode we get into a DuckTales episode. Let's maybe do again. Let's try for Double O Duck. Yeah. I would like to do the Super DuckTales origin because it's still Gizmo Duck, so it's Darkwing adjacent. But that's a five episode commitment. So let's right. start with Double O Duck before we go any further. So that's what you should be looking forward to next week, gang. Um, apologize if we don't do that. Um, but we're going to try to get back on schedule and get back to some interesting stuff. Yeah. So. Um, have any uh, shout outs for today? Me? No, not particularly. You? Uh, I'm going to give another shout out to Tim because I know he has been missing. He's, you know, apparently his past few weeks at work have been miserable without us. So. Aw, so, well. I hope you're enjoying this one, Tim. Yeah. And I know he loves the episodes of all the different shows. So when we get back to doing actual shows, he's got something to look forward to. Um, so until until then, guys, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. If you have a favorite podcast app, we're on it, um, as well as YouTube. And Stan, do you have anything you want to plug tonight before we go? Oh, I'll plug my two YouTube channels again, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. Nice. I'm starting to put content out on both of them again, you know, now that I'm back online again, but it's going to be a little slower going to start with. Okie dokie. So, uh, is that it for tonight? Are we good? I think we're good. I think I'm going to go get myself a big bowl of chicken soup. All right, I was thinking some peanut butter and uh, and tuna, but uh, you know, maybe. So um, until next week, gang, uh, have a great day and stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everybody. Yep. Say hi to our friends Madonna, Weird Al Yankovic, and Bonkers. Have a great day. Say hi to Bonkers, Will. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>